Today is May 22nd, 2020, Friday of the sixth week of Easter, and you are tuned into Deacon's Discussions Drinks. Did you ever stop and think why spend too much time just getting ready? Let me be honest, I don't know a single thing that I haven't done to make you notice me. Let me be real here. When I see you, my heart starts racing, but I don't know if I like this chasing and playing and waiting All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Cardone Recording Studio and what we hope is a great show today. This is pre-recorded, just for your information. I am Deacon Tim Stout. I am Deacon Dallas Kelly. I'm Father Wynn. Well, you were real low there. <laughs> Father Lynn Wynn is with us. And yes, we made a slight name change there. Deacons, discussions, drinks. More like what the show has evolved into over the last few weeks. It doesn't mean that we're not going to talk about doctrine, but it allows us to cover lots of topics, guests, scenarios, and things that we hope are of interest to you. And it and it is a comma, right, in between discussions and drinks. Yeah, the logo won't show that, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. You know, we're not discussing drinks. Yeah, we're, we're definitely not discussing drinks. I mean, we and could. Maybe, you know, that could come up sometime. Well, we can discuss drink if you need to. Wow, he is really low. Yeah, he's yeah. still low. So we're going to fix that real quick. All right, now we think we got Father Fix. There you go. Still not fixed. <laughs> now try it. Check. Now there we you got go. There now we're talking. Yes. So now Father Lynn is with us. Yep. Check, check, check. Check, check. Right. Always check. All right. So new name. As I said before, the purpose of the show is to be engaged with you, our parishioners and fellow people who live in our community, and maybe some other people in the world we don't even know, and hopefully we can maybe even catechize when possible. Maybe you'll learn a little about us, and, and we'll learn a little about you, and we think that's what this show is all about. So will we ever talk about doctrine, guys? Of course we will, especially if you... <laughs> Email or text us a question. My Do doctrine. Doctrine is all we we have doctor. Uh, we, we do have <laughs> same a, thing. We do doctor. We doctrinizing doctor. We do have a doctor in the house tonight. So uh, doctrine. I think we live it every day, right? And one of the things I think that we maybe can do as we talk about this show is to get to a point where maybe at the end of the show we can say what the key doctrine point that we discussed through the, yeah. the course of the show. So. Uh, as I've said before, uh, we're a ministry of St. Francis and John Catholic Parish, and your support is needed now more than ever. Deacon's Discussing Doctrine is based at St. Francis and John Catholic Parish, a part of the Catholic Diocese of Lexington. St. Francis and John boasts over 650 families and is a growing and thriving part of the Georgetown community. Whether you are already a parishioner, a newcomer, a friend of a friend, or someone just exploring churches in our area, we hope you will find this show enjoying and informative. It is our desire that Deacons Discussing Doctrine reflects our spirit of community and our love of Christ and neighbor. 
As is the case with most churches, we survive through the goodwill of our parishioners and friends through donations. If you enjoy tonight's show, please consider giving online at ssfj.org. That's ssfj.org. That link will take you directly to our online giving portal for a one-time donation as well as weekly or regular tithing. And as always, we thank you for your generosity. All right. We're going to skip things. We're going to change things up a little bit. We're going to skip over current events because you guys never have a current event. Uh, I'll, I'll always have to start it. So we'll do it at the end. That'll give you all a full, you know, <laughs> full, a full show time to think of a current event. Uh, we're going to start something today, really, kind of the first thing. And, and Father, you kind of mentioned it the other day, and, and I guess we've kind of taken it and run with it. We're going, to, we're going to have ordinary people with extraordinary lives. Exactly. So today's that first shot at it, and uh, our guest tonight is Dr. Tom Reit- Todd Reinhardt, and Deacon Dallas is going to do the introduction. We'd like to welcome Dr. Todd Reinhardt, Dr. Todd Reinhardt. <laughs> <laughs> who is a parishioner, husband, father, doctor, and a Catholic. Dr. Reinhardt was born and raised in Louisville to John and Barbara Reinhardt and is the middle child of five. He went to grade school and middle school at Mother of Good Counsel in Louisville. He attended high school at Trinity High School, and we allowed him in anyway. We allowed Deacon Tim in, so we have wow. to allow him in. Okay. <laughs> Class, what, what, was, what year did he graduate? What year? 92. 92. He's a, he's a young guy. Tim, when did you graduate, <laughs> Trinity? 86. So, <laughs> man. He I, attended college at the University of Notre Dame. He went to medical school at Northwestern University in Chicago from 1996 to 2000. Family practice and residency at North Colorado Family Medicine in Greeley, Colorado. Is that how you say that? It is. Greeley? Absolutely. From 2000 to 2003, he trained in rural family medicine, OB, including C-section, scopes, colonoscopy, and EGDs. He worked in Liberty, Kentucky from 2003 to 2008. And Georgetown was lucky to get him in 2008. Uh, he married Colleen, his beautiful wife, in 1998 in Houston, Texas. He has five children, all attending at St. John School. And the most important stat that I'm giving, he is the second most popular general practitioner worldwide, right behind Doc Martin on PBS. <laughs> I don't know if any of y'all are Doc Martin's fan. I think I've watched every episode. I've seen it once. <laughs> I have no idea who that is. Okay. <laughs> it's on that BBC channel or something, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. PBS. 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 Yes, it's... And welcome, Dr. Reinhardt. Thank you. It's good to be here, guys. We're glad to have you. You know, ordinary people. Well, that didn't sound very ordinary to me. Oh, very ordinary. <laughs> trust me. Very ordinary. Trinity High School. That, that that may be the most extraordinary thing, especially in Scott County. We aren't very well liked. We aren't county, liked. Typically. We we definitely are not liked, but there's there's a lot of us here. Tom there Johnson. Are. I agree. Yep. He's the grandfather of the Trinity High School yeah, not I, in the parish. I think he's a few years ahead of us, Tim. Yeah, you, very much so. You know what you said? Not Well, not liked here. Uh, a memory I have from many years back was when I first moved to Georgetown, um, I went to a scrimmage game between Trinity and 
Scott County High School on the practice field right there by the main 25. Yeah. And as Trinity came out, they played uh, Only the Good Die Young, <laughs> which is an extremely anti-Catholic song, if anybody knows that song, yeah. Billy Joe. That and was I was a, th remember thinking at the time, that is no coincidence. <laughs> I was there. I didn't I didn't hear that part of it, but that, that was the year Brian Brown was playing for him. Yes, I remember that. And oh, yeah. uh, what I remember really explicitly about that is it took the Trinity team about 15 minutes to get out of the locker room. There were yeah. so many of them. <laughs> 135 players, it seemed it's like. always a huge up. team. Oh, yeah. So you're, you're from Louisville. Yep. Went to Trinity. Where did where, you grow up? up? Grow up at? In the Linden, St. Matthews area. Graymore, wow. Devondale. Wow. That's Graymore where my, my mom and dad went to St. Margaret Mary. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That would have been, probably been our parish had Mother of Good Counsel not been just down Westport Road there. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, now defunct, Mother of Good Counsel. <laughs> it it uh, evidently merged. merged with a couple of others, and I'm not sure which one it is over mm. there now. But yeah. So you went from uh, a very Catholic city, Louisville, and ended up here, which is not a very Catholic place. And before that, you were in Liberty. I know, <laughs> which is the Bible Belt, there's no doubt. of. Uh, That's yeah, why I know Kentucky. him. Yeah, I followed Father up here. Actually, I, I was there. I came back to Ottenheim uh -huh. to preach there, and the famous of the Reinhardt family still posted in the sacristy. <laughs> Good old Father Tobias was there at the time. Exactly. Where's he at now? Tobias right now is in Florida. Oh. Yes. Okay. And he felt that. Florida is warmer and here. <laughs> it would be. Yes. <laughs> Very. <laughs> Good call. So what what is in Liberty? What's the parish in Liberty? Oh, boy. They had a parish. And I went to St. Sylvester, Sylvester in Ottenheim. Ottenheim. They do have a parish. I think it's St. William. That That's in, um, in Lancaster. Lancaster. But mm. in Liberty, they have, I think it's Sacred Heart. Sacred parish, Heart. I yeah. want to say. It got hit by the tornado. Oh, did it? Yes. Okay. Uh -huh. That must have been after, the, after, after I was yeah. down there. Okay. Yeah, not a big parish down yeah. there. But. No, no, there's not a lot of big Catholic stuff anywhere outside of there, Lexington. There's right? not. And that was a big reason coming up here, actually, was Colleen and I were very interested in getting the kids into Catholic schools and stuff like that. So that, that was actually a pretty big reason. Yeah, because raising your kids down there, nothing against the tent or anything, but oh, if, no. you, if you want, you know, if you want uh, a Catholic education, it's almost impossible Possible. down there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. And then looking not only for grade school and elementary, but if you wanted to have a chance, high school, a Catholic, you know, Lexington Catholic is a, is it, is a trip. Is it up is north? It? Yeah. So, yeah. Big difference than where's Colleen from? She, she's a Houstonite. She's from Texas. Wow. Yeah, I and know. Y'all met in Notre Dame. I'm we assuming. We met in Notre Dame freshman year. Yeah. Now she's from. That's where we got married down there, and it's just in Houston. It's just oppressively hot in the middle of June. That, that's that's my <laughs> biggest. That's my biggest memory of the wedding was standing outside beforehand in the tuxedo and just pouring down sweat. I mean, that was <laughs> of the day. So uh, I, I spent some, I spent some time in Houston too. Uh, worked down there, and it is miserably hot. It is almost almost. We almost moved down there. We actually went and house hunting. Made the decision to move, and then uh, something happened, and the company said, "Now nah, we're going to not move." And it was a good, good thing. I good think. choice, Tim. <laughs> good choice. <laughs> you're you have family in Houston too, right? Yeah, Houston. It's just it's not hot. It kind of 
it sauna is, and kind of humid, oppressive, in the summer, muggy Oof. and sticky. And the traffic is the best of all. That's what I hear. I didn't uh, experience too much of the traffic, mm-mm. but I hear that. And so. Colleen's a cradle Catholic as well. She is. Yep. So you got five children five. and. Uh, Two off to college? Two off to college. Well, you, they were off to college until well, the uh, uh, coronavirus came but, along. But so. you got two off to college, and you still got three in St. John's. And my, and my so you is, might want to take up surgery or something. before. And my youngest <laughs> is a third grader, Dallas, so uh, <laughs> I, I have a little bit of time. Patients always with all ask. Them, you got some expensive bills coming in there. Patients always ask if I'm going to retire and leave them anytime <laughs> soon, and I point out that I have a third grader, and yeah. it gets the point across <laughs> that it's not coming anytime soon. <laughs> Must be the gray hair. Uh, a lot of it, yes, no doubt. Wow. Third grader. It keeps me young. Yeah, so third grade and your oldest is? Uh, a junior. Yeah, wow. Yeah, in college. So that's a pretty good... Uh, it Diversity. Was. The the uh, Mark we always say was a was a great surprise, and, and, so I think so. and a blessing. Absolutely, a blessing. absolutely. It's funny. I always kind of say you can't. You, you go back and think of life and scenes in your life, and you can place your kids. And Mark's the same way. Our youngest, you can almost place them. They're such a part of your life. You can almost place them in scenes and aspects of your life in which they weren't even born, weren't even a thought yet in our life. It's kind of funny. Yeah, but. God providential, always surprised you. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. You know the old saying, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. Tell your plans. And that's, yep. uh, that's what it is. So, <laughs> so you're, you're in family practice. I am, yes. If you had to describe family practice in your own words without using the word family practice, sure. how would you describe it? I, I'd say taking care of somebody from birth until death. I think that would kind of sum it up. And that's what we do. Yeah. I mean, that's... I don't do quite as much as I used to do down in Liberty, in which I actually delivered babies, C-sections, colonoscopies, EGDs, and those type of things, that's, where it was needed. That's, yeah, that's a pretty <laughs> diversity a of procedures. Thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, that's why I went out to uh, Greeley out in Colorado for my residency, because it's one of the few programs still left in the country that would train you and all that kind of stuff. So that was a big reason going out there. Yeah. Just whenever I hear the word colonoscopy. Have you gotten yours, Tim? I have. Okay. And I probably okay. do for another one, to be honest. <laughs> I've gotten mine on, on, on schedule. Father Lynn. 50, 55. <laughs> Father Lynn. You're 50, are you not? Oh, it's 52. I'm still uh, in good shape. No, Father Lynn. <laughs> oh, He's I didn't know. the subject here. I didn't realize that. Well, we'll, have to, we'll have to get on him, Deacons. That's what Deacons are for, to get on their I, path. I think I'm actually, I'm overdue, I think. I think uh, my doctor told me I, I needed to get... Uh, I get the, the top and the bottom done at the same time. Uh, and, You're going to get them getting done at the same, same time. time yeah. Yes. I have a little problem with my esophagus. I have yep. a esophageal spasm. Does he stretch it occasionally? Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's due to be stretched. So. <laughs> my brother, but my brother has that. But my there's, brother has it. Yeah, but there's nothing. Uh, it's just, you know, the stuff you have to you, drink you is can, just horrible. You can take father the same day that you go. So one person would just have to take you both home. That, that would work. If they, if they would make the prep not so bad, more people would do it. I mean, because... Because I've done, I've got two. I got a couple more years before I do my third one, and it's just horrific. I, I mean, isn't it amazing with all of our technology that we yeah. can't do something better yeah. and more palatable? Yes, it's. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's definitely a problem. <laughs> the so, prep we're talking about. I think. Yes, the, yes. What I think a the subject! Prep. I hope this is going over good. <laughs> this sounds like our kitchen table at night. We we get on some good topics like this. So. 
So you mentioned uh, that your kids are home now that the the coronavirus has happened. Yeah. So outside of your personal life, on the on the obviously on the medical side in your professional life, everything's turned upside down too, right? It is. Uh, there's no doubt. Um, it's been a interesting past two and a half months or so uh, in regards to. Yeah, what we're doing. Now, Scott County hasn't been hit all that hard with the coronavirus, which is a good thing, which is a solid thing. I think a, a lot of that has to do with Toyota and the steps that they did early on to kind of <clears throat> get people out of the factory early on and stuff like that. But, yeah, but, I mean, it's changed as far as how we're seeing folks. You know, for a time we were seeing folks a lot by televideo, uh, by Zoom or the Microsoft Teams. Um, especially the elderly, and we're still encouraging uh, folks over the age of 65 kind of more to to do that. But we're opening up a little bit more, um, you know, seeing folks more face-to-face now. And Is telemedicine effective? Yeah. It, <laughs> for, for a few things, I'd say yes uh, for a lot of things because obviously you can't lay your hands on right. somebody. You can't examine somebody. So there's a lot of aspects of it in which it's not Um so oh. for uh, for strip throat, eh. yeah, trying to have somebody hold up the you know the the, the camera <laughs> of their light and open up their mouth just doesn't work, does it? it? it you don't get near the uh, no, it doesn't it doesn't work nearly <laughs> as well. So a lot of it's more you know history and um, symptomatology that they tell you and trying to give your best educated guess, I guess, on those type of things. And so you know, filling medicines and. <clears throat> For more kind of chronic, long-term R- type routine stuff, stuff so that's, that's a little easier. But even then, you can't get blood pressures and stuff like that routinely. Even though a lot of people do have cuffs at home now and stuff like that. But okay, I got one uh, of those. Yeah, are they very accurate? I mean, it seems like oh, my oh, blood pressure is always high at home, but when I go to the doctor, it's fine. Mo- most of them are if they're up here and not down here. Most of them good. are fine. Yeah, yeah. So well, my favorite experience with that blood pressure was I went to visit one of our parishioner. And she has a blood pressure measure on her hand. So I put it on, and she said, Father, you better go see the doctor quickly. <laughs> so I called Doc quickly, and we went in. And it was fine? And it was no. fine, because he measured properly. He said, oh, uh, those things is always throw you out of whack. <laughs> <laughs> Are you on blood pressure medicine? No. Oh. Are you? No. Are you? I am not. Uh, well, okay. no. Are you, Tim? Uh, yes, I am. Okay. <laughs> Used to be on a lot more than I am today. So, well, Probably all your working out and stuff like that. It, it helped a little bit, yeah. but uh, it's funny. You know, medicines don't last forever. They don't work the same always because obviously your body changes. But I'd for, agree with that. For me, uh, I guess it's been two years ago. It was after I did my Ironman and all that stuff. I was down to one pill, and my blood pressure shot up. And so we re- we retract. Mm-hmm. We went backwards, and sure. none of it worked. And uh, then I'd started to have all kinds of other tests done. Kidney, what's the for the the artery in the kidney? The, the, oh, there's the, several different tests. The different tests. And yeah. then I had then then it was sleep apnea. And got on a CPAP machine, which is horrible. <laughs> Don't, don't say that. Tim. Oh, they're I, I so to, much fun. I try to convince people all the time to. Uh, if you haven't slept with a CPAP, chance, then so. you haven't slept. Yeah, we've already <laughs> talked about a colonoscopies. <laughs> but but the CPAP worked. I mean, actually, like overnight, literally overnight, my blood pressure went way low, like normal. Um, it since it's regulated back up, and and today I'm not actually on the CPAP anymore right okay. now, um, and my blood pressure is fine. It's regulated. 
Good. So, so yeah, so, so telemedicine not going to help with those types of things. Doesn't help a whole bunch. No, there's nothing like the personal touch of being in the office and seeing folks and yeah. So, you know, obviously you're around infectious disease just as part of your job. Does the coronavirus scare you from that perspective? I mean, if you were if if you weren't restricted during this last couple and a half month, two and a half months, would you have been scared? Is probably the wrong word to use, but you know, concerned for your own health and safety. Um, I it, I think you have to be cautious with it. I think you have to, yeah, especially when you are uh, in close proximity and in, in close quarters and. If you're swabbing people, especially, and you're getting that close, and people are coughing and sneezing, I wouldn't say I'm I'm scared. No, right. I, th- I think the the proper taking the proper precautions. You do what you can do. Um, you having help trouble? Out, move on. Yeah. You having trouble finding PPE? We did not. Well, let me let me let me say we didn't because one of our partners, Dr. Amanda Lane, she's kind of heavily connected in the vet. She's into horses and oh. stuff like that. So she had a lot of friends who actually had a lot of N95 masks and gowns and stuff oh, like wow. that. So she kind of got us supplied early on, and those good folks did. And so we have not had an issue. And because you weren't seeing a whole lot of patients Correct. face-to-face, that it would Correct. lasted a lot longer yes. as well. Yeah, and once we kind of realized, at least right now, it hasn't been too huge in Scott County. You know, initially, when this first started, we were swabbing a lot more folks in those first two or three weeks when this first came out. But now the things we've kind of we can take a step back and kind of look and go. Oh, it, you know, we only have what mid thirty cases now in Scott County, and none of them have been real serious. So, yeah, we aren't swabbing nearly as much, um, and it's been a long time. <clears throat> we had a few positive swabs in those first couple of weeks. I haven't we haven't had any in the office since then. So that would mean that the the isolation protocols worked. Then I think so. I think so. And again, I think I think Toyota's efforts in town. I think we're smart. I think and. And getting people out of there relatively quick, and it sounds like they're opening up this week. Is pretty this, smart, yeah yeah, 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 this week, yeah. yeah, I think they're opening up relatively smart, and so hopefully it will continue. At um, just curious, at what point in your life did you want to be a doctor? Ever since you was a kid, come late in life. This is the generic answer. I yeah. always, yeah, it was kind of that one of that thing. I, I always liked the sciences. I always liked learning about the body and about things, living things, and. Yeah, so it was early on. I mean, it was, I, I know in grade school, that's kind of what, when people ask me what I wanted to be when I grow up, it was a doctor. Now, what it, type of doctor? No. So in high school at Trinity, oh. you knew when you left you was going to be a doctor. Yeah. That's, that's what I was kind of gunning for. Yeah. Who'd you so. have? Who'd you have for chemistry? <laughs> Sister Jane was still there. Yeah. And so uh, I, I think our class maybe chased her out. She uh, she retired, <laughs> unfortunately. I, I like Sister Jane. Yeah, she and just she just died like two couple years ago. She I did the, that obituary. Absolutely. Yeah. She's the reason I'm an engineer. She's a good gal. Yeah, she was a great. She encouraged. She encouraged. I didn't know anything about engineering. Yep. And it's funny how you know he knew it when he was in in high school. Mm-hmm. He wanted to be a doctor. I had no idea till she said, "Hey, you're really good in chemistry. You should think about chemical engineering." Well, I failed chemistry when I got to college, but <laughs> that didn't work out so good. But, but the engineer thing stuck, you know, and that's all, and that's what it takes sometimes, you know. Oh, she was very optimistic. I think she was the final, the last sister to teach a trade. She, yep. so. she was. She was. Absolutely. Interesting stories, man. Sister Jane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did you take physics there, too? Who would you have for physics? Uh, Mr. Hubler. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, what about Biology. 
Biology was uh, Garber. Yeah, he was still there. Doug Garber. Yeah. Yeah, with the pigeons. Absolutely. The pigeons. The were homing still there. pigeons yeah. in the back of his classroom. Do y'all feel left out over Father, there? Father, <laughs> I knew we shouldn't have got two Trinity <laughs> Trinity boys together. I was just uh, back at Trinity uh, over the Christmas break, right at the end of the year, and I uh, got a tour. First time I had been back actually since I graduated. It's been a while since I've been back. The place has expanded. Oh, and, it's so <laughs> different. The pigeon coop is gone. Uh, <laughs> it didn't go with the new modern motif uh, of it, probably. But the the science labs and everything there now are just just it's an it's an incredible incredible campus. It's a good and, transformation. Yeah. yeah, and you know when we were there, I won't say it was a dump, but it was aged. It was old. Absolutely. It was dilapidated. <laughs> And uh, you go walk on there now, and it rivals any any small college campus. It rivals our Saint X oh. brothers across town oh. now. It's well, we won't talk about Saint X know, too bad because because <laughs> we're trying to get a Saint X alumni on the show eventually. Dan Elliott, I think, is you know Dan's a Saint. Oh, X. I did not Saint know Dan. Went to I didn't Saint know X. that either. Yeah. Well, his pedestal just got cut down in half or something like that. It's like, boom. <laughs> Dan, if you're listening, you just got shorter. <laughs> I'm but, joking, Dan. I'm but, joking. But he gets to come back. He gets to come come on the show down the road, so he can say whatever he wants to say about <laughs> Trinity. And I'm, and I'm sure he will. Of course, we we can edit him. <laughs> yeah. what, what he says, Especially so. when you have the ultimate power there, exactly. Tim. You, the you know how you can always make a Trinity boy mad, right? You recruit. <laughs> <laughs> Every, everybody recruits. <laughs> Not yeah. that that's an excuse. Y'all just are better. We're, we're good. <laughs> you pay better. We, we have more We have more boys. The high school is entirely boys. Yeah. I think that's part of it. So, yeah, and, and, You know, I like to think that success breeds success, too. I mean, oh. you know, one of the reasons the St. X was kind of ahead of us when we were in school there was because they had – they were older than – the school was older than Trinity. Mm-hmm. Yep. Trinity was known as the poor school for sure. the, the first, you know, 20 years or whatever. Sure. And then finally, Trinity started to get some alumni that were successful when they started donating back, and that changes the perspective exactly. of things. So, exactly. Where'd you go to high school? Western. Western. <laughs> uh, Off of Dixie Sally. Highway, Rockford Lane. That was, who was the, there was a Catholic school out there. Was Bishop David out that way? Bishop David was out there, which is now Holy Cross. Cross. Yeah. yeah. So you had Angel Marisi, which uh, was an all girls. Bishop David was an all boys, and they've merged in the Holy Cross. Holy Cross, yeah. So funny, all three of us from Louisville. You should have been. You should, you know, no. feel the Louisville connection. You here. could be an honorary Louisville. Louisville, no. You know they. You know, <laughs> when I moved to town, I couldn't. Believe, I mean, one county, one high school. That to me, that was just unfathomable growing up. Because where I went to school on Western Highway and Dixie Highway, you had a a six mile stretch, and I believe six miles. I believe there were seven high schools. In six miles on Dixie Highway, or just right off of Dixie Highway. I mean, growing up in Louisville, I thought every place was Catholic. (laughs) (laughs) It it was unreal how many, and looking back and after moving out of Louisville, how many Catholic schools and parishes there were. I mean, just in my area, Mother Good Council, St. Albert, St. Margaret Mary. A lady of Lourdes. I mean, all these places yeah. right next to each other, basically. I mean, I so. think that was our biggest shock moving up here. Oh. I mean, we, you know, we we moved here in <clears throat> 1999, and you know, we moved to Scott. I was working in Paris, so but there's nothing really. Nobody really lives in Bourbon <laughs> County, do they? <laughs> <laughs> I think they do too. <laughs> but there's, I mean, there's, you know, St. Mary's is there, obviously, mm-hmm. but it's much. It's smaller than us. Uh, but Kelly wanted to be closer. Her 
family. So, you know, we, we lived out in Victoria States, which was exit 65, I think, off the interstate. So, you know, we could be back home in less than an hour. So that's sure. didn't really think when we were looking for houses, we didn't really think about looking for churches, right? We just assumed, just like you said. You'd be down the, down the block. Both of us born and raised in, in, in Louisville, and, and when we were looking for that house, we saw St. Francis out there. We said, hey, well, look, there's a Catholic church right there. Just like home. <laughs> okay. It wasn't. <laughs> so it's 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 probably one of the biggest changes. Did obviously you never, you never practiced uh, medicine in Louisville? Did not. So I guess Georgetown's the largest town you've practiced in. It is, and and, and going into <clears throat> residency, I I thought I wanted to practice in a more definitely a more underserved area, and that was part of going to Liberty initially. Um, and, and in fact, I was part of the National Health Service Corps, okay. which is a nationally a federal program okay. that would pay back some of your medical school loans for a certain commitment in what they deemed underserved areas. So, and that was, that was part of that. Um, so did you match into that program when uh, you do the match is, it's funny. We were just talking with the kids the other night about this matching process and how that goes. Yes. It's a, tell us a little bit about that because I, always have, no, I guess I know a little bit about cause I've got a, one of the guys in our office, his, he has two kids that are that are doctors and yeah. that match process. Yeah, you know, it, it's a it fascinating process. So you know, during your senior year of, of med school, you you go around and you interview at these residency programs, wherever you're interested in. Uh, so you travel around the country, and in the end, you end up ranking the ones that you like the best from like I forget the exact like one to twelve or something like that. Which ones you'd prefer to go to? And all those programs at the same time are ranking everybody they interviewed one to 50 or one to 60 of who they want in their program. And then one day across the country, I think it's usually mid-March, all of these schools, like we all gathered at some bar and grill type place in downtown Chicago, they give you an envelope, you open it up, and some people are happy, and some (laughs) people are crying, and uh, some people didn't match at all which is always interesting. And the fact that then they have about uh, 24, 48 hours, I believe to basically scramble free agency. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And unfortunately a lot of times. So if they were going into, if they were looking for a surgery program and they didn't match, they kind of have to look outside of surgery and decide life changing in the next 24, 48 (laughs) hours that no, I'm going to go into internal medicine. Right. And they, and they call these places and try to find a place in, but it's a, it's an interesting that day is very, very interesting. And it's an interesting so process. You, you've kind of got to, you've got to be realistic about your your grades and your choices as oh, well, do. right? You don't want to shoot for. Not uh, everybody's going to get their first choice, first one or two or three like choices. Harvard. Yeah. <laughs> or Harvard Family Medicine. medicine. Nah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if they had Harvard Family Medicine. NYU no, or something, it, you know, something like that, right? Yeah. It's yeah. Harvard. Harvard. <laughs> it's funny because one of the the young ladies on our triathlon team is going to med school at UK and. Uh, she married a guy that they were in med school together. Yeah. And uh, one of them matched. I think one of them didn't match, but they, they ended up in Hawaii. Ah. You know? Tropical paradise. Well, yeah. <laughs> it, could, it could take away from your studying and stuff well, like that a and, little bit. Well, and for her, you know, she, she's she's not Catholic. She is Christian, though. And she said, you know, God's got a plan, and sometimes you don't know what it is, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. The ultimate test of that is that match uh, for a lot of folks. There's no doubt. So, so you did you... 
what choice was your med school? And you, it was, it was, it was my first. Greeley was my first choice. There you go. So, yeah, got it. Work. Is <laughs> <laughs> residency as Thank hard goodness. as you see on TV? It just uh, an astronomical amount of hours. You know, eight hours a week, no sleep. Is it? it is it, is it, it? It was when I was there. Literally the year after I left, and I think in very little pay. You know. In very little pay, and I think. And I think rightfully so. The year after we left, the governing board of all this changed the regulations in regards to how many hours and stuff. Uh. It was not uncommon when I was in residency that I'd wake up on a Monday morning, whatever day it is. You'd get in there by 5, 5.30, start rounding on folks for the day. Then you maybe set up for a rotation with a neurologist. You go do that, and then you come back in the afternoon, and you do a clinic for the, for the afternoons just seeing folks. And then you start calling the hospital at five thirty, six o'clock. So you go to the hospital and get checkout from the folks who are on during the day. And you'd be up all night. Um, wow. And I mean, and it would be very rarely did you get sleep. I mean, depending on how busy it was, but it was very busy there at this tertiary hospital there. And so you'd be up all night and then you'd be expected to go to clinic the next morning and see patients and then you'd kind of round early part of the afternoon. They finally let you go about two or three o'clock in the afternoon. And obviously, the concern with that are the mistakes and stuff like that that can right. come about with fatigue. So that all changed. There's a, there's a lot of regulations on that now. So yeah. the in the the shows where they're they've got the the resident trying to find an empty bed somewhere to get fifteen yeah, minutes. Get fifteen minutes. <laughs> that that was relatively accurate in the old days yeah. I mean, wow. if you had time. So those were the days too. They didn't have really cell phones per se. So. I was telling my kids just the other night, I would, you know, when you're on call, I'd have about four or five pagers on my sagging scrubs. Did you um, have to explain what a pager was? Uh, I, th I think they knew, but uh, <laughs> just the number came across it. So it's uh, interesting times. Yeah, but that has changed and for the better, I think. And so, yeah, they're not allowed to. If you're working overnight, you go home right afterwards that next morning and stuff. And so, yeah, being on call, that's uh, people don't understand sometimes. What that partakes, oh. I'll never forget. Uh, uh, my wife works for anesthesiologist Absolutely. Yep. at the hospital, and uh, I'll never forget when she first started there, we went out. Doctors took us out to a big fancy dinner, I think Christmas dinner, you know, suit and tie, and and it just seemed like we all got there, and the minute we sat down, somebody beeped. Oh, yeah. And he looked at a, the, y'all got to go to the hospital. Boom, <laughs> up, left, never saw him again. <laughs> no doubt. Whole night, you know, had the night planned, beautiful evening, gone. You know, yeah. I mean, another big reason for us moving up here was the call schedule down there in Liberty in the Danville area was probably every other night, um, and it was between three hospitals: Ephraim McDowell in Danville, Fort Logan in Stanford, and the small Liberty Hospital. And so it was endless. I, I tell my wife my my sleep quality nowadays is pretty poor. I wake up all the time. I go back to sleep, but I wake up all. I think it's from all these phone calls that just wrecked my sleep a long time ago. But um, wow. Yeah. There's a dentist's wife was a doctor down in, I think she was at Ephraim. Yeah, where, uh, where are they from? She's from, they're from Danville. Huh. Yeah. Her name's Rebecca Chatham. Chatham. I don't know if you know her or not, but uh, I no. she, I think she left, she was in family practice and then she now, she works for hospice. Oh, cool. That's so, Deacon, Deacon Dennis who was in our class with us. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, yeah. Ephraim's the kind of the big hospital in that area down there. So. Yeah. 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 So you spent some time down in Danville. I sure did. <laughs> you know it like the back of your hands, don't you, Father? So that's where you all first met? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. He was down there at St. Paul? St. Peter and Paul. St. Peter and Paul. 
What was the story? How do you remember meeting him? How can you not remember Dr. Reinhardt? Oh, His whole family. Actually, Colleen, a few times we exercised together. That's right. At the gym, and she beat the crap out of me. <laughs> you probably deserved it. And no. He, he's she, been bitter ever since. He's been ever since. So I'm on a different kind of exercise to push her out of her comfort <laughs> zone. <laughs> uh, no, we probably met because the kids went to CCD up mm-hmm. there. We got yeah, St. Peter and Paul. So that's probably where we initially first met. So, so living your faith at work, that's got to be challenging sometimes. It is challenging sometimes. It was challenging from the very beginning in, yeah. in residency and med school. My residency out in Colorado was, was a good mix of, um, I'm going to use terms, which I don't like, liberal versus conservative doctors. Yeah. Um, uh, and in fact, my, uh, my mentor, who I liked very much, it was was very much on the liberal end of things. And so in a program in which you have options of training for things like uh, tubal ligations and vasectomies and stuff like that, you had to make a decision early on. Um, I wasn't going to do that. And so that came into... I came into play several times, which you just had to stick to your guns and God bless. God bless you, by the way. For oh that. no, no, it's it's a, but you know, by the end, of, initially, I think it took a lot of them, some of the attendings, by surprise. But again, there was a big spectrum of them. It, de- it depended on on who it was. But that's I, so that that's rare in today's world. I think it would be, and, and I and I and I kind of tell my uh, Michaela, my daughter, who's thinking about going into medicine and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, you, you have to be a little careful in regards of, of what you go into, I think, in regards to, as far as maintaining your Catholic faith and, st- and sticking to the principles and stuff and stuff you believe in. So Now, bef- before we jump ahead too far with your faith, I mean, was you, uh, was there, was you always into your faith from the, as long as you can remember? Did you have a, a little period like with me? I mean, with me from the time I was 12 years old to 34 years old, I was a cradle Catholic, but I never sat for set foot in a church and then I had a conversions experience and now I'm sitting here as a deacon, but, but was you solid all the way through? Or did you have a lull period there? I, 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 I like to say, I think I was relatively solid all the way through. Um, and I come from a family. I'm in the middle of five. Um, my mom and dad who still live in Louisville, my mom is a very, very, very devout Catholic. And, um, Almost to uh, almost to a point that uh, in growing up, um, uh, sometimes it, I, I think with my older brothers and stuff like that, I think it almost kind of turned them away a little bit um, from the Catholic faith and a little bit of how kind of strict and, and stuff she was on things. I think it depends on your personality. For me, I like that and it and it and it and it stuck with me. But um, like for, I look at my older brothers and stuff like that, it didn't stick quite as much. Uh, with them, so I like to think to answer your question. I like to think it was pretty solid all the way through, um, and I and I think that was real helpful in getting to points when you when you get into medical school and especially residency, um, as far as making those type of being grounded enough and and sure enough and hey, I believe this, I'm not going to do this type thing. I think it was very helpful, kind of coming in like that. I think if I, I think if I would have been a little less sure and confident of that and i think my catholic education i think i think a lot of that kind of going through was a big reinforcement of sure. it outside the home too but i think going so so going into the residency and stuff i think i think that really helped in kind of making appropriate decisions for me you know it, doctors today you just 
I'm not a, I'm not a doctor, so I don't think of it from that perspective, right? Sure, I mean, sure. you just I think of my job, and I think of you know how how do I live my faith at my job? How I treat people, you know, interact. Well, with that's people. a big part of a doctor right. too. There's You're no right, doubt. but it's, it's, but yeah. there's a whole other level to oh, yeah. it that yeah. that I think most people that don't 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 encounter those types of positions would never think of that. I mean, and your wife obviously she. She encountered that as well, right? Absolutely. Sure. I yeah. mean, I don't she think doesn't I've... have anything to do with any any surgeries for tubal ligations uh-huh. or anything. Absolutely. They allow her to step you know, away. Step yes. away. Yes, and that's that's what happened. And you don't her. see that very often that that her employers would allow that. You know, you, you would hope they would, yeah. and and that's what you know that's what I did in residency, and that's what you know, and and and, and by the end, even even my more liberal mentors were very respectful of that and understandable of that. So. And I don't know if anybody out there know. Do you know uh, Doctor Steve Roberts? Uh, I know Doctor. I don't fa- know the Father Doctor Steve Roberts. Yeah, I, I, would, I, I thought it would always be very interesting to talk to him more because obviously he was yeah, an OBGYN, got, and yeah. I'm sure he has a lot of stories in this regard. Fantastic story, but he 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 encountered some <clears throat> problems too when he converted to the Catholic oh, I'm faith sure. too. You know. Oh, absolutely. He's he's on my list. Oh, is he? He's. I haven't <laughs> he's asked him one, yet, but he's he's on my he'd list. Be a good one. <laughs> yeah. But I, I mean, with him, a real quick funny story. I remember uh, sitting in the pew with an individual. We got Father Steve at our parish for one year, I believe, to help out Father Lynn. Yep. And they looked up and they were like, "He delivered my children." <laughs> <laughs> that would be a, that would be a little odd. Wow. Not, yes. When that did that happen? <laughs> you know, it didn't happen overnight. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So we, when we, we you backed up on the on the faith story, so just talking about living your faith at, at at work. I mean, is it is it is it hard to do that now, or do you think that you've kind of gotten into a position where you know your staff knows who you are? I mean, because you're, you're in you're in private practice, sure, right? sure, sure, sure. So everybody kind of knows the boundary. So does it still every once in a while rear its ugly head, or is it you know? Things are what they are. Not really. Uh, it doesn't. No. I, at this point, it really doesn't. Um, uh, I think it comes. I think. I, I think it just comes more into play about living your faith and stuff like that. And as far as how you're treating patients and and what you're doing for them and how you're listening to them, and um, I, I think it comes more into play in that. Yeah, it doesn't come. There's not. There's not too much in regards. I don't do. I never did any of those things before. Right. That's why I said early on, it's good to kind of I think set those boundaries and anything in life. I think. I think it's relatively good to kind of know what those are. So. I mean, you. Uh, we mentioned. You know, your practices from birth to death. Yeah. I mean, you become part of people's family, or you know, that's what they feel like. You know, Doctor Reinhardt is part of my family. You know. And that was a huge reason of going into family practice, Dallas. Is that that continuity, that being able to be a part of people's lives in these special moments, um, uh, which uh, I never take for granted. Um, some of them are very difficult, uh, death and death of loved ones. and But, um, no, I see that as part of the calling and why I kind of came into this, is to hopefully in some way help folks through that with what I do. So... You mentioned Michaela thinking about being a doctor. She is. Do, would, do you, do you recommend, would you recommend to your kids to be a doctor? I mean, because it's funny because my, my family doctor, you probably know Ben, ben Lyons. Oh, yes. My family doctor. I just ran into him for the first time the other day. He was looking good. Yeah. Good yeah. to see him. And, yeah. no, and no nasty emails. She goes to Duke. Okay. She does, she does so, go to Duke. Yeah. 
Okay. But I was, I was, I was, I was talking to him about his, his son who uh, went to school with my son and, uh, he was, he wanted to be an engineer and Ben was happy about that, I think, because he didn't, he didn't want him to be in a, a doctor or attorney in her office. His, his son was going to school and he said, don't be an attorney, go be a doctor. And so it's, Usually you, rec- you recommend something different, but it sounds like you're okay with, with her pursuing that. I, I very much enjoy being a doctor. I, the discouraging part is the business aspect of it and the dealing with insurances and their constant rejections of medications and treatments that you're trying to prescribe folks and they won't cover. Um, that's very frustrating. Um, getting used to the... Uh, I think a lot of older doctors don't like, and I think a lot of older doctors have retired a little sooner because of all the technology which you're very good at tim but you know in regards to the electronic medical records and stuff like that i think that scared away some of the older folks um but no i enjoy i enjoy being a doctor i wake up each morning and i'm most days (laughs) most days i'm looking forward to going to work well what do they say if you you love what you do you never work a day in your life that's right that's right that's right so i've been working every day (laughs) working every day of my life so but yeah, you know, but sometimes we you know we're talking about family here, and sure. then that's part of what this is. Triple D is we're doing it. We're trying to stay together as parishioners while we're going through this pandemic. But a lot of times people don't realize how how close uh, we are as parishioners. And I'm giving you an example. We're talking about Michaela. You would, and you might not know this. The the amount of uh, times we pull for people in your family, like Michaela, like my wife will walk in and. She talks all you know. Michaela came in second in this race, and and, and a lot of times you don't see that as a as you and your family that other yeah. parishioners are or for you and your family and behind you and stuff. But uh, and that's uh, very sweet. Yeah. So because we we you know we we moved at, we're out on the outskirts of town now, but we grew up in or uh, we moved to Indian Acres, and mm-hmm. we used to see Colleen and. And Michaela running through the running neighborhood constantly. Oh, yeah. And if anybody don't know that out, Michaela is runs cross cross country for Duke. And track. And, uh, yep. Yeah. So we've we we watched Michaela from the time she was little running running through our neighborhood constantly. That's the only reason I follow anybody from Duke on Twitter is because <laughs> of that. <laughs> That's gotta be hard too, right? The whole uh, the whole Duke thing? Yeah, the whole Duke thing. Come on. You're in Come Kentucky. On. You know, it came <laughs> for for Michaela it came down to <laughs> came down to Notre Dame or Duke. And, uh, uh, you know, since both of her parents went to Notre Dame, I was proud of her for, uh, for picking Duke. And she picked, she picked Duke for two reasons, she'll tell you. She picked Duke. She liked the coach at Duke, first of all. Uh, Rhonda Riley has been great for her and a uh, female coach, and she's very nice and enthusiastic and has been great for Michaela. But she also, if you ask her now, because it's, it's a, it's a Duke is a very liberal school, and uh, she'll talk to you about she wanted to go there and, and challenge her faith. She that, wanted to go oh, there, and, and, and it's a constant <laughs> it's a constant battle in a imagine. lot of segments of uh, in classes and stuff like that. But they have so. a great Newman Center, though. They have a great well, they have the Duke Catholic Center Catholic down there, which she's heavily involved in. Huge. Oh yeah, Father Mike and Father Brad down Man. there, two Franciscans. Did it there, so. did it cause you as much problem like y'all went to Notre Dame and she didn't poke Notre, pick Notre Dame? As it did with uh, 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 Peyton Manning choosing Tennessee over Ole Miss. Absolutely not. <laughs> I, I'm glad she picked Duke because I never wanted the kids to feel like I want the kids to do to set their own course, course. and to do their own. Yeah. They kind of, yeah, to make their own script in life. And so, so I'm glad she went to Duke. So the so the boys behind her can feel like I think 
do what I want to do. Yeah, and we're all just, this is all just kiddingly. I oh, mean, no, no, we're no. family. We're glad she's at Duke, oh, too. Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Well, Brian yeah, is you know, at Catholic U. He's at Catholic University. Ooh. Yeah, and he loves it, except for the fact that his freshman year was cut short, like everybody's. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But... Uh, no, Brian's getting real involved in the student ministry there. He was he was the only sophomore elected as a student minister, which is kind of like a, a glorified rector as far as and the, the Catholics as far as spiritual kind of guiding folks and other kids and stuff like that. So he's excited about that for next year and good day. Good, 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 good days and next year. Hopefully, <laughs> Notre Dame came out. We were talking about this before you came. Notre Dame Father Jenkins came out this morning and saying that Notre Dame plans on having classes and hopefully that will be. And night is for these other schools at least to try. Right. I hope. I hope. Well, at the end so. of the day, it's about playing football. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's about money. I no, think it is. It's about, day, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. So would yeah. you consider Notre Dame a liberal liberal college? Uh, it would consider itself a liberal college. But if you can, if, if you compare, I think, mine and my wife's experience there in regards to I think if you're talking overall thought processes and classes and kind of what's discussed and from what angle is discussed, I think it would be much more less less liberal than a place like Duke, from what I hear. Yeah, but, obviously but it's not, been a while since you've been there, right? Oh yeah, I yeah. mean it's been a long time. Now, yeah, so things change. Oh yes, things. no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> well, Notre Dame has always tried to maintain eighty percent student body is Catholic. Oh yeah, okay, absolutely. That is one of the ethos. Yes. Um, they are truly not really conservative or liberal per se, but it's much more on on what the higher education institution ought to be. You know, theology needs to be discussed, challenged, and, and stimulate. It's not about apologetic. It's about yeah. open your mind to the horizon. Yep. You know, so. I think Catholic University does a good job yes. at that, mm-hmm. I see. So, yeah. That's, that's college, right? It is. It's the experience. <laughs> in a, in a, in a it's a nutshell. Well, it's getting out there and... Yeah, growing, knowing yourself and finding out who you are. So what kind of questions you got for us, Doc? <laughs> <laughs> this is the point in the show where you get to ask us questions. Is, is that really the case? You well, just made that up. Well, let me ask you one more question. <laughs> How old are you again? How old are you? 45. 45. Even though Young guy. most of my patients, Dallas. Don't know that? <laughs> it's, 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 it's a little, no, most of them guess me in my upper 50s. If if I ask wow. him how old I am, uh, okay, let me ask. They wouldn't do that to Father Lynn because he still has dark hair. <laughs> Have you ever thought about the diaconate? <laughs> Bam. How about not yet? Bam. That would be my ha- answer. Not crossed your mind? Crossed my mind, yes. Crossed my mind. Serious thought about it? I would I would say no. But would I be opposed to it? No. Especially after watching you and Tim. And Mark is only guys, third grade. Well, if it were, Mark's only third grade. <laughs> it would, for one, for Tim, I wouldn't have made it because I set, I copied off of oh, him for five years. Here we go. Years. Here we go. <laughs> copied off of no. him. Just joking. Tim, cover your paper. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> no, has it crossed my mind? Yes. But <clears throat> I guess I've always been the sort, and it kind of comes up when, with Knights of Columbus. I've been asked many times to join the Knights, and I have not, just because... Well, that sounds familiar. No, 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 and it's and it's not because not knights, knights. It, well, it's it's well, it's not because I don't think the knights are a great, and I always tell whoever asks me, I'm, I'm I'll, I will likely join down the road. But if I can't give a decent percent of myself to that at this time in my life, I, I, I yeah, I, I just don't join. I was never one of those people in school who joined a club just to 
So you belong to a club. Yeah. yeah. So well, you know the knights. And the knights is obviously a lot different from the diaconate. Oh sure. Um, oh sure, sure, sure. The uh the knights What's the best way to say it? Hey, you you it will take what you can give, literally. And, and then people have told me that. I understand that. It's just kind of, I guess, it's part of my personality in regards yeah. to if if uh, <laughs> if I can't make the meetings and contribute or anything, it, it just doesn't seem. Well, like I'm why. glad you I'm glad you say that to a certain extent. But, but we have we have some guys. I see. I've been here since '99, so that's 20 years. There's some guys that are on our rolls <laughs> who I have never seen at a meeting I'm and sure. probably. Who I wouldn't even recognize if they walked through the door. I wouldn't even know them as a parishioner. Are they still alive? They they are still alive okay. because they they're paying dues. Oh okay, <laughs> so, okay, that's good. So it, it does have trail the it, money trail, but okay, it's good. Uh, it's a good organization. You know, the diaconate I think has to come to you in your own time. Oh, I, I, I think mean, so. for, for us, we had somebody that was prodding us all the time. Deacon John, obviously, uh, yeah, and, and it's I, ti- timing is every timing yeah. is everything. And really I fought it. I literally fought it for years. You know, I felt the calling. I said no, 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 and then just and that's another story. Maybe we'll some, I was going to say mirac- right? some miraculous things okay. happened that I would consider miraculous, and I sure. finally okay. said okay. okay. The signs have been put in line. Okay, we'll 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 get to that when we do your interview because you're on the list too for interview interview Ooh. Deacon Dallas. So. But we save, will, save your stuff. Save your stuff. But we but we have those. There, there is a lot of those stories in the in the diaconate where evil uh, raises its head to to try to talk you out of it, to try to steer you out of it. And you, I mean, it's probably not unlike that for a lot of people's vocations or their sure. occupations or whatever sure. that that where you're called. I mean, obviously, being a doctor is not just a job; it's a vocation. Oh, it right? is. It, yeah. It's a calling. I totally agree with that. Yeah. So. You, you got to wait for God to call you on the diaconate. Even the Knights of Columbus, to a certain extent, is is a is a vocation at the church. Sure, and, sure. Um, everybody's welcome, right, Father? Mm-hmm. Always welcome. Always welcome. <laughs> All right. Well, we thank you for coming and talking to us oh, tonight. It's, it's been fun. Thanks, guys. Yeah. You this get, is, this you, is as quiet as Father's yeah. been in well, the course of... Well, we know each other very well, <laughs> but our two deacons have not really known... Dr. Ryan. And you're a patient too, right? Dr. Patient privilege here. That's really? confidentiality. confidentiality. Can't, talk about, Can't talk about that. If we told you, we'd have to kill you, Tim. <laughs> and that would destroy the show. <laughs> How does he still have a full head of hair? That's what I want to know. Is there a medical condition there? And why are they not gray? <laughs> That's the fascinating thing. What kind of drugs is he doing? They would put him up by 62, like all my patients do to me. Oh, that's so good. I had yes, one, I had good one patient you. guess me as 80. Oh, come on. <laughs> wow. She was a little old lady. I told her to come back next I, time I, and I, think about that a little bit. So, <laughs> My kids have gotten a, a kick out of these stories of the people guessing my age. But I can honestly say this, Dr. Reinhardt. Uh, uh, you're well-liked, and I've, I can say I have never heard one person say a negative thing about you. Everybody wow. I talk to. Loves you to death. Have you talked to the right people? But I haven't, t- yeah. I haven't talked to your family or Colleen or anybody like that. That's so. right. You know, we all, well, you, know, you guys, bring, of course, there's, you, you hope you're not a whole lot different between your private life and the personal life, but no doubt your your, your people closest to you, they a lot know of you times the best. get this. Oh, yeah. They know a you the best. Times, if Colleen was here, she could tell you about my passive aggressive times in life. And But and I can tell like you, that. if there's yes. ever a chance down the way, down the the way that you will start preaching at mass, like we just talked about, 
you might get some negative things. <laughs> hey, for one, really, and I don't say that because I'm sitting next to you guys. You guys do a great job, all three of you, as far as sermons are concerned. Thank you very and much. So, and they're all, you, you guys all have your unique style and unique, uh, which is fascinating, and I think uh, hammers it home a different way. So we really, the whole family. And that's really what the Spirit it. does. He uses that's right. what you have. What you can and yep. what you have. What you have and go with it. And uh, one of us is up this weekend. Who was that? You? you. <laughs> <laughs> it's your turn. Outdoor mass. It, it was two on one there, Father. I think it's you. So, see, this is actually, this will air Friday night, so that'll be uh, less than 48 hours before the, the outdoor mass. So, Man, they're calling keep, for rain. Keep praying for no rain. We'll, we need that. So I'm going to be the optimist. No rain. There you okay. go. There you go. <laughs> so, folks, we appreciate everybody tuning in. We've This was a great interview. Went the perfect amount of time, so we're going to skip some of the other stuff that we typically do, and we're just going to go straight into the close, believe it or not. So next week, Mr. Bill Wren. I'm saying that right, Father? Bill Wren. Yeah. This, I picked this up off his website. A jazz pianist, a singer, a songwriter who writes, records, and performs music. Maybe he's going to perform here. Wow. It could be. Could be. Awesome. His music is inspired by a plethora of amazing musicians, 30 years of ministry, and an insatiable curiosity to discover and share life. He considers his music a ministry that is meant to spread hope, and encourage each other. So sounds like a definite uh, faith, music and faith. He have a great conversion story and how he became back to Catholic Church. So It's awesome. amazing. He's with Very us nice. in our parish right now. Very so, strong, yes. So we, we got that next week. I don't think we have anything lined up in the next week, but you can share your news if you want to share it. Just a little tidbit. I just tidbit. got confirmation from uh, Mr. Gus Lloyd, who is on the... Uh, uh, Catholic Channel on Satellite Radio, Channel 129. His daily show is every day. I believe it starts, well, it starts at 7.30, but I think they might broadcast the Mass from Cardinal Dolan in New York at that time, and he picks up at 8 o'clock, and it's on for three hours. But he's on every morning. I listen to him every day, but uh, I just got an email that uh, he would be glad to be on our show. There you go. So... Rocco last week. Rocco actually talked to Rocco tonight. Uh, wanted to thank us for having him on and has, has agreed to come back as well. So I'm enjoying it. We're getting some great people. You guys are kicking. We're, we're, <laughs> it's fun stuff. You got to start small and work That's up. Right. And maybe one day. Not we'll, that Dr. Ryan Hart is small. I, I may have been in, in the valley there, but I'll, oh, I'll take no. it. I'll take heck it. No. Heck and no. We heck might, no. Eventually we might have, you know, like the two biggest ones we know in the world is Coach Calipari and the Pope, you know. <laughs> So they're right there at equal, maybe. I'm not sure. Can I be a part of that show, too? <laughs> yeah. yeah well, Which one? <laughs> the Pope, preferably. As always, make sure you hit the like button if you're watching on Facebook and uh, YouTube. Subscribe. If you're on Apple, Spotify, or any other podcast site, subscribe. But most important, tell your friends, family. Blessing, Any, blessing to continue. I'm, I'm sorry. I thought you was going to skip over it. <laughs> it. It is my turn. It is your turn. <laughs> So anyway, comments are not only necessary, but encouraged. So you didn't get to leave comments live on this, but if you've left them in the comments, we'll be kind of moder uh, moderating some of those comments uh, on Friday evening, uh, maybe a little bit after it airs. But uh, put your comments in. If you have questions for Dr. Reinhardt, give them to us. We'll get him to him. We'll get him to him. Maybe he'll be on Facebook 
and uh, he'll answer your own questions as you ask him. He did those. sign on Facebook. <laughs> the, the only reason I'm on Facebook now, Tim, is because I had to to watch Mass. Yeah, there you and go. So that's, that's, <laughs> <laughs> this is this is a ministry coming out of uh, out of, out of that. So. Facebook owes us money. So the Lord be with you. And with, and your, with your spirit. spirit. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to, to talk with Dr. Reinhardt. We appreciate all the all the things that doctors do, but especially Todd in his ministry. We ask you to continue to bless him in his work and with keep him and his family, especially as his kids are hopefully going back to college, uh, keep them safe. And Lord... Please don't let it rain on Sunday. <laughs> we ask this through your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 And may Almighty God bless you all, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Go in the peace of Christ. Thanks, Thanks be, to be to God. And until next week, I'm Deacon Tim. I'm Deacon Dallas. I'm Father Lynn. Bye, everybody. Bye now. Did you ever stop and think why spend too much time just getting ready? Let me be honest, I don't know one single thing that I haven't done to make you notice me. Let me be real here. When I see you, my heart starts racing, but I don't know if I like